Hello and welcome to episode 100 of NFL Only Better. We have hit the triple figures. Mike has already hit the triple figures in life, but for myself <laughs> and John, this is a first. I'm joined as always by John Both and Mike Carlson. Morning, Mike. How are you? Oh, I was okay until you did the countdown. Instead of counting down three, two, one to the start of recording, Kieran counted down from a hundred, just in case we <laughs> just in case we weren't ready for the anniversary. <laughs> so that took a long time. We are almost on the hundred and first show yeah, now. <laughs> um, and John Bath, how are you? How has your week been? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. My uh, my best bet came through once again. I think I uh, not to. <laughs> Not to uh, go straight to that, I suppose, if we're going to just do a little bit of chit-chat at the start. But I guess I'd like to big myself no. up a little Mike's bit. Mike's getting the sheet. I don't even bother one on the year. Yeah, well, someone say, anyway, here's here's the recap. Yes, JB, JB was right with the under on Baltimore-Cleveland. Sorry, Baltimore-Cleveland, um, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to take that as well. Don't but say was, I was going to take anything. No, just, but instead I switched. Instead I switched. I said, no problem. It was fine. I took Cleveland. Was it the next day that Deshaun Watson went on to the IR, or did you did you know this in advance? <laughs> so I have three words for you, Dorian Thompson, whatever his name is. Um, so anyway, that that under, that under was the best, certainly the best bet of the week, um, and uh, so I was wrong. And Kieran had uh, Cincinnati uh as road favorites against Tennessee and that one didn't turn out too well for the Bengals it was 27 no, I, I mean the Bengals are, are are basically a cold team now you, you can't go near them you no. just um I mean we'll talk we may talk about them and all but I, I I really don't see what what they gain now from playing Joe Burrow you know you, you've got you've got to sit down and, and get that leg healed because he's he can't move He's throwing, you know, he's throwing like a statue, basically. He can't get any zip on the ball. Um, and I know that Jake Browning is the backup, and also there's no no great alternative there. But, you know, Trevor Simeon was their backup last year, and they could have signed him, yeah. um, you know, this year um, instead of letting the Jets get him. So anyway, but I, I don't think they're gaining anything by throwing Burrow out there with that horrible line. It's you know. the opposite of gaining anything. They're, uh, yeah. they're depreciating week by week. You know, I've got a couple yeah. of stats here. I guess we can go go into the Yeah, bit let's of do it. Let's go. Chat. Let's go, guys. Let's do let's do so, let's uh, Bengals. So so yeah. far so far this season, he's uh well, I mean you can like the eye test is one thing. You can just watch him play and see that it's not the same quarterback of the last what, what how long is he? This is his fourth year, third, fifth year? Fourth year. Fourth yeah. year, yeah. So like so far this season he's got a, a quarterback rating of sixty-nine point one. I looked at the, some of the stats yesterday. His like his average career quarterback rating so far in the NFL has been 100.8. So where he's like literally dropped off by you know basically a third of what he was doing. Don't make me do the maths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's he's only got two touchdowns on the year. And like this is obviously you know so much was made about Burrow and, and Chase, and they've been so good for so long together, even going back to college and things like that. But now effectively Burrow's issues are neutering Chase, and therefore the pretty much the entire offense as well. And yeah. just the last thing I'll say about Cincinnati is just, I mean, we, we say this almost every year, and I think we've said it so far this season as well, but they just can't get the offensive line right. The, whatever they do, wherever they bring in, Orlando Brown is the latest guy to come in and, and really lock down that that offensive line and protect Burrow. Um, but maybe it's, you know, it, it, it's probably a, a mixture of, of, of different things together, but it's just, it's not working and you have to point the blame at Burrow or at least the coaching staff are playing an injured Burrow. Yeah, when you have a quarterback who can't move when he senses blitz and all, it makes your offensive line look worse than it is. But I think Williams is hurt now, um, but he, you know, he might as well have been hurt for the, the first uh, few weeks. And Burrow's, 
he's like at five something per attempt. You know, they're not they're, they can't get the ball downfield because he doesn't have time and he doesn't have the zip to throw downfield now. And now T Higgins is out. Um, so you know, I it's good. It's so awful. These, these types of injuries do they affect like throwing technique as well as just mobility? Yeah. Yeah, because you're plant, you know, you're you're planting on one leg and you're landing on the other, and if you're favoring either, you know, um, it's going it's going to re- it's going to reduce your your effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I yeah I I just don't see you know it's long term. It's a re- they just signed him to a huge deal. You don't want to kill your asset, you know, in the yeah. in the first three weeks of his yeah. new two hundred and whatever million dollar deal. It's interesting, John, as well that you you mentioned Jamar Chase. Um, because first pick in fantasy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Although I'm still three and one. I mean, I have done well yeah, without him, but he is. True. Yeah, he is a bad. Yeah, he was a bad first pick. But hey, I was low down because I'm so good. You know, you gotta. Hey, I picked. I picked Nick Chubb first. So <laughs> that's. Um, do you think like it's a little shitty? I would say for his comments after the game about you know I'm always effing open kind of thing. I mean, if you've been with this guy through high school and 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 through now your professional career and you know. Uh, not dismissing him, but like the quarterback makes the wide receiver. It's not the other way around, you know. Obviously, like wide receivers can get open. Like he, it shouldn't be coming out with comments like that, especially if they're supposedly mates. You know, there's a better yeah. way to answer that question. Yeah, it happens thinks- happens every week. I mean, last yeah. week it was AJ AJ Brown supposedly Stephon yelling Diggs at Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Of times. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Like, but it's I sort of think with Chase, it's a really shitty thing field. to do. Yeah. Yeah. In saying all that, guys, they're favorites at the weekend. The Bengals take on the Cardinals at five past nine, uh, six to ten uh, about the Bengals. The uh, Cardinals are 11 to eight. Three points is the spread, 44.5. In saying all of what you just said, they're in Arizona, um, who have surprised a little bit, maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit surprising. I, I, I would go with Arizona on, on this one. I think Josh Dobbs, is, Josh Dobbs has been pretty much pretty efficient. Without a whole lot of, I mean, Connor is running really well, but he don't, doesn't have a whole lot of weapons there. Um, their defense isn't all that good. I mean, they're not a they're not a great team, but they're playing hard. Gannon's got yeah. them. Gannon's got them doing that, and um, you know they they had a tough time uh, with San Francisco, and, and the Niners covered that spread, which I was a little bit you know tempted to, to take them with a fourteen spread. But I think here with all the problems the Bengals are having and going on the road. Um, to Arizona, I, I like Arizona here. Yeah, okay. same here. John, uh, you uh, too. Say, yeah, I'd be, I'd be the same as Mike. I'd be like, like an Arizona here on the handicap. I think I need to see something from the Bengals before I'm gonna be uh, talking about them in any sort of betting capacity. I think I'm gonna fade them for the time being. Okay. Um, now we will chat about um, the uh, Thursday night game, but first, um, we did want to talk about New England. Mike, uh, they are. We don't actually know um, what the. <laughs> if you can't say something know. nice about somebody, <laughs> so we don't know what the six o'clock game is going to be. We've chatted about chatted about amongst ourselves. We, we think they'll probably leave at Ravens Steelers for the six o'clock game, um, but at six o'clock as well, the New Orleans Saints are at the New England Patriots. And, and Mike, br- bringing you in on this one, one of the things is obviously that was bad against Dallas and, and the performance of Mac Jones, really, really high scrutiny. Uh, as head coach, by the way, so Belichick in the Tom Brady era was 225 wins, 79 losses, um, 40 postseason games, winning 30. Since Brady has left, the Patriots are 26 and 29. Um, 
they qualified for the playoffs just once and were beaten by the Buffalo Bills in the wildcard round. Right. Being Obviously, badly. there's a drop-off. Being badly, yeah. So there's been a drop-off. Now, what we saw the weekend, really, for Patriots fans, I mean, they were live on Sky. They were also very heavily on Red Zone because there's only three games. It was bad. Like, Mac Jones looked bad, and in the end, he got pulled out. Do you, and as someone who, who knows Bill a little bit, um, are we seeing the, the end of that era for the first time coming into light at the tunnel, like that, that Bill might be finally sort of saying to himself, or the Patriots upstairs, because he's not going to get the sack. He's just too... No, no. Yeah, well, he, are, he is, is Mr. Kraft and a few other people maybe knocking on his door and saying, have you thought about the next three seasons? It, it's an it's an interesting one, because obviously he's chasing the, the record, you know, for, for most wins. At this pace, <laughs> he could be coaching till he's 100. Um, what is, the, what, what, what is what, for those of us who don't know, which is... 324, me. is it, um, Don Shula? Right. Well, he's a bit um, away from that. Listen, oh no, would we have to add up? Three twenty-four might have been might have been uh, Hallis's. But anyway, you you looked that up, and and um, I, I think it, I think he's two. He was two good seasons, two or three good seasons away from it right now. But what I, what I'm seeing is he's still a he's still a good defensive coach, and he still knows how to build build a defense and and game plan defensively as he always has. Um, their defense was not that bad against Dallas, even as the game, you know, crumbled around them. Um, and now Judon is out at least till the end of the season, you know, till December. Um, and probably Christian Gonzalez is out for multiple weeks. And those are their two best defensive players. Um, they already had three of their, their you know, Gonzalez is, is really their number one corner already. They had their two, three, and four corners were all out last week. And they might get, Jack Jones, I think, might get back this week. Um, they're all named Jones, by the way, just to make it more interesting. Yeah. And so I guess that's, you know, the next best player on the defense might be Kyle Duggar. Um, but, you know, your two best defensive players are out. And that's going to make it difficult for Bill to defensive game plan. But but Matt Jones's pattern, even his rookie year, was not not to win games, not to win games they shouldn't win. Um, with the exception of Buffalo in that playoff year, where they they won the game, where they they threw the ball three times the whole game because yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the win conditions and all. And and what his thing last year and this year has been is he makes mistakes that put them in a hole and they cannot come back from a hole. Um, their offense can't make big plays. I, I think I was saying this back in preseason. You know, they, they don't mm, have a big time playmaker on offense. And, and, and I, I remember when you said that, Mike. Sorry, because what, what he what I thought in my head as as a punter is is if if I'm backing the Patriots, I have to back the under. If a yeah, game well, that the Patriots are in goes over. They probably lose. Yeah, most of most of it is uh, has been that way, and their one win this year was fifteen ten um, in a game they tried hard to lose. Uh, <laughs> to be to be honest, um, and you know, and their offensive line is a mess because a Bill hasn't reinforced the tackle position well enough, and he's drafted a center and two guards in the last draft, and hope hoping I think to move one of the guards out to tackle like they did uh, with Unwinu, but. Um, so it's you can't run the game run first if you don't have a good offensive line and they're averaging like two and a half a carry or something. Um, Stevenson has been nothing. Zeke's been less than nothing. Who's gonna who who do you, if you're a defensive coordinator? There's nobody on that team you need to double. You don't need to worry about any of them. You can you can play 
you can play a, a zone, a straight zone. You can play man to man, and you don't have to worry. Mac's not going to beat you with those guys. Um, and I'll so, bring- therefore, normally I would look at this game um, this this week and think, well, New Orleans. I assume Jameis is starting a quarterback. I mm-hmm. I think Bill normally would be able to slow them down to a halt completely, but I have no faith at all that he's going to be able to generate enough points to win it. John, I'll, I'll bring you in on this here, John. Oh, by the way, Don Shula has three twenty-eight, and Bill is two ninety-nine, so he could get three hundred at the weekend. But he'd still be twenty-eight away, which obviously yeah. under two seasons, at least well, for three with the way it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was nice. Um, I get uh, you. What Mike says there about there's no one to double. The thing that makes me question the Belichick era now, I suppose, is that we've kind of said that for two or three seasons. So this. This problem has been a problem, and they don't seem to have addressed it. And obviously, he's brought in his family to work with the Patriots now. and He's mm-hmm. gone back, and he's brought in old coordinators that didn't work as head coaches of other teams, and now he's got Bill O'Brien, and he's you know he's had Matt Patricia. And, you know, every, everybody's got a home back in Boston. Everybody knows your name back in Boston. You know, yeah. they can all come back no matter what they do. And- well, I think they've... they've- They've attempted to address it in you know over the last two or three seasons, bringing in some skill position players. But you know, I just don't know if they've brought in the right caliber of player. Like, was it two seasons ago or three years ago they brought in Nelson Aguilar and didn't they didn't they give a second round pick for him and, and other players like Devontae Parker's fine, but he's not he's not a he's not a number one wide receiver in the National Football League. He's a depth guy. And Kendrick Bourne, look, across all the boys, like they had that season two years ago where they kind of doubled down on tight ends and tried to have this kind of new style of offense and, you know, they let them, one of them go and stuff. So it's just not working. I think think John O. Smith caught more passes in the second half at Wembley um, than he did in two years in New England. Yes, exactly. Like, and even players like, you know, within this offense, you needed, you know, there was a lot of, not maybe hype is the wrong word to use, but people, there was expectations about Ramondre Stevenson and he's not delivered yet so far for the reasons that Mike explained about the offensive line not working and, and Mac Jones not really being able to dictate a game. But the I think that this Patriots team went into the season on the, you know, with the idea of having a really, really stern defense and that would win them games with the offense could, could get them over the line. But the offense has been like, this offense is among the worst in the NFL this season. And I, I don't think that's up for dispute. It's, it's a really, really bad offense. And you can have the best defense in the league, but if they're on the field every two minutes because the quarterback's giving the ball away, they're going to get tired and they'll become less effective as the game wears on. So that's kind of what you're sure. seeing with the Patriots at the moment. And if they're in a division with Buffalo and Miami, Buffalo look, you know, very good. Miami look very good as well. They haven't a hope of getting into the postseason with the way they're playing at the moment. Not a chance, like no. And you know, when Bill did all those free agency signings and 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 the drafting and stuff, so it's, it's as if they're trying to get okay. We'll get Bourne because he can run across the middle of the field. We'll get uh, Aguilar because he's a deep threat. He had one one season in Los Angeles where he wasn't dropping every other ball thrown to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, so he's a well known dropper. Uh, Las Vegas, yeah. You know, we'll get Juju because he can do that. Um, we'll draft a fast guy because we need a fast guy. But, you know, there's no kind of thing like, we should have fast guys everywhere, you know. Um, and they did too. You know, Pop Douglas has looked pretty good, apart from when he fumbled and then got benched for the rest of the game. Um, but he, he's like a sixth-round rookie slot guy. But he's got some explosiveness. But you can't build an offense around a sixth-round rookie slot receiver as yeah. much as you yeah. might like to, you know. And I mean, you can't we- build it around two tight ends if your rest of your line can't block. And what do you yeah. do about Mac Jones now? Is this is this his last year if he keeps playing like I, this? Because 
you know, it's it's, a, it's just a really bad luck if you're bringing in Bailey Zappi again. Like, if you're benching your starting quarterback again. Well, look, they brought him in for the third quarter whenever ah, the, well, he the wheels benched. fell off. I mean, I, I he was, say he was Belichick. the best before, remember? So. Yeah, yeah and I'd say Belichick was going to kill him for the cross-field pass that led to an interception. Because he did it, he literally yeah. did it a couple plays before that. And the commentator who was in the box... Uh, with the Jim Nance guy was like, oh, that was dangerous. And he did it yeah. like two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. And and I think what Bill said was actually <laughs> fairly revealing, which normally he's not. What but he, he said, say? well, they kept asking him about it. And, and he just said there was no point in leaving him in. You know, oh. Are you benching him? There was no point in leaving him in. Is Bailey Zappi going to be their start? Your starter? There was no point in leaving him in. Oh. Yeah. And but but that's true. That's exactly why he why he brought in Bailey Zappi because Jones was not going to be able to do anything else in this game, and and he might as well. I don't think Zappi's the answer either. I don't. You know, I don't think he's good enough. Okay, uh, we got to move on, but we will. Like, we've got a lot of Patriots fans who listen. They're a heavily supported team, obviously in the UK and here in Ireland. Um. They play the Saints. I suppose a couple of questions very quickly. Who wins it, guys? Because it's a 1.5 game. It's even money about the Saints. The Patriots are 5-6. to six, So it's very much pick them, kind of 1.5. Who, who do we see actually winning the game on Sunday? Mike? Basically, the Saints. Um, what I said about Bill coming up with a defensive scheme that would slow Jameis Winston down and maybe get him back to turnover mode without Sean Payton there. Um, Winston hasn't been as kind of um, uh, consistently effective, and but they don't have Judon and they don't have Gonzalez, so I think that's going to be to me the, the key thing. Um, I don't okay. see and and there's the Saints are still a kind of tough defensive team. You know, Allen's a good defensive coordinator, so I, I kind of I, I kind of like the Saints in this. I think the under is a pretty good bet too. Mm, I like the under in that too. Yeah. Okay. Great, because we're all going to the pub to watch that, Mike. So that's going to be great to watch a number again. <laughs> Can't wait for that. The, Cam- the Camden? Well, thank you for giving away where we're going. But yeah, we probably are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to give us any money. but um, It is our 100 show. And what I want to do as well is I want to do a giveaway for our 100 show. So a 25 quid free bet on the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, so what I want you to do is um, if you're watching us on YouTube, just say who's going to win, New Orleans Saints or New England Patriots on Monday or Monday next week. Whoever picks the winner will draw them all out of a hat and we'll give someone a 25 quid free bet. If you are listening to us on Spotify or on uh, uh, Apple or, or, or wherever, uh, just click on the link. It should be in the it'll be in the description to bring you to the YouTube and just literally you don't have to watch again. Don't worry. <laughs> You could just put your comment. And just put your comment to do that. That's second, uh, I'll tweet yeah. out. Second, second prizes. Yeah. You have to I watch the show twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice is fine with me. Um, I'll also tweet it out um, on mine. I'll get Mike and John to both tweet the the YouTube as well. So literally, just click on and kind of say who's going to win. Um, so yeah, twenty five quid free bet uh, to one of our listeners to celebrate our one hundred show. Terms and conditions apply. Can't be John Baff or Mike Harrison. Uh, to Wembley we go. Is it Wembley or Spurs this week, Mike? It's probably Spurs. Spurs. It's Spurs. It's Spurs yeah. yeah, they've got oh, the, the same VAR. Big trip they, for the Jack. Yeah, they brought the same VAR operator in to do the uh, replays. <laughs> Ooh, controversial on the on the nose for Mike. We'll be chat about VAR before the show, people. We'll just let you know. Um, Jacksonville Jags take on the Buffalo Bills. Nine to five about the Jags. Buffalo Bills four to nine. Five point five spread. Forty eight point five is the over under. Mike, you were there at Wembley on Sunday. How did you enjoy said game? Uh, it was 
interesting would be the best word. There was a quarter, the second quarter where Jacksonville really looked good, efficient offense with uh, Doug Peterson running lots of misdirection, uh, which worked great against Atlanta's defense. And then they they kind of ground to a halt in the third quarter. Atlanta got themselves back in the game somehow. I'm not sure Atlanta knows what they're doing. Uh, well, I mean, they, I, I hate when I, people say stuff like that because, of course, they know what they're doing. But but they don't seem to be taking advantage of the potential mismatch that's, mismatches that they seem to want. And to be honest, Drake London and Pitts, I, I think I, I've said this a number of times, you think, oh, tight end, wide receiver, mismatch. You just defend them like they were wide receivers, and they're not that great wide receivers. They're big, but that's that's about it. Um, Bjen was their was their big weapon, and they went to him in the second half, and he, he did really well. And then they went away from him again. And Desmond Ritter made a couple of bad decisions, a couple of really bad throws. The Jags defensively put a lot of pressure on. It's going to be interesting to see if they can do that against against Buffalo. Um, and to me, I'm, I'm straight. I'm I'm looking at Buffalo giving the points with the only caveat that is you never know what happens at Wembley. The Jags have had the full time in London. You know, it's they'll be on kind of normal body clocks and stuff like that. And you never know how a team reacts to coming over and then and then playing as the Bills as the Bills will have to do. But otherwise, looking at it, I mean, I, I think the spread is it's a fair spread, but I think. You know, I don't see Buffalo having any kind of slowdown, breakdown after last week's big win over Miami. Yeah, John, but Bills will come in with loads of momentum to this, really. Yeah, they are. And be like the typical caveats about playing in London aside, obviously, Jackson, like Mike said, Jacksonville have been there for a week or two now at this stage. But and, and this is their 11th game in London. So it's it is starting to feel like home territory, even if this is technically an away game for them uh, this week. Um, but you know, I think I just think Buffalo will probably have a little bit too much for them. Um, the, the much more high powered off. And the one thing I would caution about backing Buffalo for is though that they have, um, pretty their run defense is among the worst in the NFL this season, just in terms of yards per play. They're giving up, I think, 6.3 yards per carry to, to opposition teams so far this year. Now, I don't know if specifically Jacksonville are the team that gonna, are going to take the most advantage of that compared to some other teams in the league. But that is a little bit of glimmer of hope for, for Jacksonville. If they can get ETN going in that game, it might cause a few problems and it might, might keep the scoreboard ticking over and keep it close. Uh, the over-under 48-5 is a tricky one. I'm going to stay away from that. I, I, I'm i just going to go with the Bills here on the handicap, and I think they, they're, they can win by a touchdown, you know? Okay, very good. Um, John, uh, while you're talking... Beautiful dulcet tones in my ears. Uh, Chicago Bears, Washington Commanders, Thursday night football, 21 to 10 about the Bears. The Commanders are two to five. It is, scroll up, Karen, 5.5 is the spread and 44.5 is the over under. I mean, the Commanders were very unlucky at the weekend, if you ask me. I mean, they had Philly in a deep hole. Yeah, but um, these are these are two teams that found a way to uh, to lose a game. The, well, the Bears <laughs> will always find a way to lose yeah. <laughs> That first half, Justin Fields. It was like he you was know, playing like an MVP out there. Yeah, it was like the killer bees. You know, somebody take the helmet off and make sure that's Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Good Just let Justin Mike. cook. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder what was there because we've we've talked we talked about Justin Fields last week. He's been very, very poor throughout look, Chicago as a whole have been very poor through the opening weeks of the season. But then we had talked about in the last two weeks about, you know, just let him play to his own strengths, which most of us would say are, you know, designed runs and letting him kind of stretch the legs a little bit. But then he goes up there and displays these like incredible pocket passing skills. And he, I think he was uh it wasn't until the second half of the game that he had a missed pass, or at least close to that. Anyway, he was he was really yeah. really good initially. Um, but you know, the Bears being the Bears, they found a way to let a really you know similarly bad Denver Broncos team back into the game and uh, and to lose it at the end. So this is the Balotel game. I wonder if this is the game forty four five. I have the over under. Is that still what it is? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like that you don't listen to me, but anyway, <laughs> this could be because the uh, the spread was six and a half yesterday. You were saying it's ten to five and a half. I did listen to that. No, you listened to that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I I think this is a pretty good candidate game for for the over in, in this particular one. If if this Bears offense can keep putting uh, points on the board. Their defense can certainly keep pace with it. So uh, I think, yeah, I'd be looking at the over in this one. I was thinking the same way because everybody talks about how great Washington's defense is. But really what they're talking about is they've got an impressive on paper front four, lots of first round draft picks and, you know, guys. And they got into gear a bit. Um, they held that was an, a good battle, the Philadelphia offensive line against the Washington defensive line. But Washington's not all that strong behind those front four, you know. And what did what did Philly put up in the end? It was 31 31 at the end of the game, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I was thinking the same as John. The, the Bears defense is not very good either, um, which their problem is this game they played from in front and they still lost, <laughs> but they're horrible if they have to play from behind, you know, it's harder for any team to have to play catch up when you're down, you know, because you've become one dimensional, but, but for the bears, I, I think it is. And, and Sam Howell seems to play best as if he were still in college and overmatched by better teams in the ACC. So he has to scramble around and just make plays to happen on his own. And we keep saying that's bad, bad for Justin Fields, <laughs> but it's good, good for Sam Howell when he made, when he does make, a play but i i think that would be that would probably be my my play too because i don't trust washington to get for, far enough ahead on this one you know to win by a touchdown i think they'll win but i i can't you know guarantee you, you can't really guarantee that they're going to win by a by a touchdown um so yeah. over might be a good a good way to go something that you, you mentioned there is actually quite funny because um you said outside of the front four that, that Washington are great like if you actually like look at the game against philly the aj brown touchdown would fairly back that up. If you watch it, he actually catches the ball in the 40. And he, he like dances around four players getting into the end zone. He, like he pivots at one stage and pirouettes around and in and they're like chasing his shadow. You're like, lads, tackle him. I can't say. Um okay, so there's two 925 games, KC at Minnesota and the Jets at the Broncos. Now you, you know who excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know who did the fine. same thing was Stefan Diggs. I had one of my Apolo- Miami apologists arguing with me that that shouldn't have been a penalty on Kohu for interference. I'm saying, yeah, but he caught them. He spun away and run, ran for a touchdown, ran, beat two guys. <laughs> so give me a break. Anyway. That was a good game. I think 52 was, was uh, the spread on that, like, and it went nicely over. Uh, Jets at Broncos is the other game. I'm assuming because Sky don't pick, like America picks like weeks in advance some of these games that they're going to stay away from the Jets unless they're looking for the Taylor Swift bounce, which <laughs> I don't think they will. So it will be KC at Minnesota more likely. Uh, 
which is a lot of KC on on Sky, if you ask me. Uh, to, to be honest, to be honest, Philadelphia and the Rams to me is the most interesting of the late games. Yeah, but start, that's, it starts in six minutes past. But yeah. yeah, and actually, I think I said Taylor Swift would be at the Jets game there. That would be wrong. She will be at the case. The Sky are looking for her. apologies. Sorry, yeah. Swifties. You, yeah, we're the papers. The papers were all saying Jay, Jason. Uh, sorry, Travis Kelsey. Um, disappointed or no, um, you know, angry or whatever. Um, Taylor Swift doesn't leave the stadium with him. And then if you read the article, I think it was in the mirror. If you read the article, he was disappointed in the team's performance. <laughs> he left the stadium on the team bus, which he has to do since he's part of <laughs> yeah. the team. And Taylor yeah. Swift left like a couple of minutes after he did. So presumably they at least said hello and whatever to each other. And most yeah. likely they're, they're hooking up at the team hotel after the bus gets Ooh, there. Mike. <laughs> But there you go. Inside secrets of the NFL. <laughs> don't they drive home from home games? In that they, that was an away game. They were yeah, but don't they drive home from home games? Yeah. I saw um, yeah. that do- the Tom Brady documentary when they lose to Kansas, and he's in the car, and she's like, "Oh, baby, an opening game of the season. It's okay." So, and he's like, "It's not okay. It was the first game of the season." <laughs> and it's a long and it's a long drive from from Missouri to to uh, Boston. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk. Let's do the big finish, guys. Case we got three games. Let's get through them all. We 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 we've nattered away, and I've got a great best bet. So, okay. um, KC Minnesota five point five. Wish, I, wish I had a any best over under. Uh, John, who you got? KC Minnesota. If I had to push you, which I am. I I don't mind uh, Minnesota here on the handicap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this is one. I'm listening. I, I might be wrong on this one, um, but do you remember last was it last season that Minnesota had like a spectacular? Or was it the year before? They had a really really good record despite last not year being yeah not despite yeah. not being a fantastic team. They I were think like was, eleven and zero in one score. Yeah, games. and uh, but they looked like eminently beatable, and they proved to be over the course of the season and, and into the postseason. But I think it's almost slightly different this year. They're one and three on the year so far, and I think they're a little bit better than that record suggests. Now they're not. I'm not suggesting for a second that they're better than Kansas, but they're the home team here, and I just think they're being slightly overlooked i think there's a there's a play for them here and you know we've talked about the chiefs they in in the sense that like mahomes still has travis kelsey which is his primary target but over the last few years they've just sort of stripped away some of the skill position assets that they have so it's easy it's way easier said than done keeping like a cap on on travis kelsey but if you can manage that and you can restrict mahomes like this the, the Kansas City Chiefs team isn't infallible, and I think they can be maybe not lose the game, but I think the Vikings can keep it within five five and a half points or within a touchdown or something along those lines. So I think there's a sneaky play here in, in Minnesota. It's Andy handy Reed, when. Go ahead, Mike. Andy Reid seems to be going back to the Philadelphia days when he used to play without any real good wide receivers. You know, the, the Todd Pinkstons and, and Freddie Samuels and those kind of guys. Um, and he's lost. You know, he obviously let Tyreek Hill go. He's lost other receivers and. Right now, there's nobody making plays for them. Um, it's kind of like the Patriots, except the quarterback does make plays. And, you know, and I think Mahomes simply got a little bit overconfident, arrogant um, last week. And a couple of balls that he probably shouldn't have really thrown were, and I don't think he was looking enough at the, at the, like the lot the, the interception by the linebacker. I don't think he was even thinking about linebackers. He wasn't looking. I, I can get the ball over that that line of defense and I can put it in the receiver's hands and he, and he didn't. So I think that'll go away. I think they'll, they'll figure ways out around that. Okay. Well, it helps if the refs are on your side too for Kansas, you know, <laughs> Same. 
Uh, Dallas Cowboys take on the San Francisco 49ers in uh, what is Sunday night football, but obviously 20 past one in the morning for all you night owls. Dallas Cowboys, eight to five. San Francisco 49ers are one to two. 3.5 is the spread. 45 is the over under. Um, if I was to say to either of you, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL at the moment, would you scoff at me or would you think that I have a point somewhere along the line? Mike, first. Um, I wouldn't scoff at you. Uh, you never scoff at you, Kieran. The one, the one thing the <laughs> Niners lack um, is is the explosive deep deep play. They do the, most of their stuff is scheme oriented. Um, and they do it really well. And, and per, I mean, Purdy was 20 of 21 on Sunday and nobody barely mentions it. Everybody yeah. goes crazy about fields first half and about, you know, other guys and, and they don't, they don't give him kind of the respect he deserves, but what he does is what they need a quarterback to do, which is to see, see the field, know where he's supposed to go to the ball. And then give it to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, and put the ball. And he would have been actually his passing statistics would have been even better. But the touchdown to McCaffrey was counted as a run because mm-hmm. it was actually a lateral a lateral pass. And he puts the ball where the receivers can take it on the run. He's he's got lovely accuracy with that. We have, we're having a little debate. You know what happens if you give Tua to San Francisco and you put Brock Purdy on Miami? You know does Miami get worse or better? Um, which is it's an interesting debate. Does San Francisco get worse? Better? But anyway, I think the key to San Francisco is still defense. Their defense is playing really well, despite all the personnel and coaching changes that they've gone through in the last in the last couple of years. And that, to me, is is what the key against Dallas is more than more than anything. I'm not sure how how good Micah Parsons is going to be to go, um, you know, and and if he does, how effect how effective he's going to be there. But that's um, that's something that. Kansas, I mean, the San Francisco w- was likely going to scheme around anyway, you know, try to try to misdirection Parsons away, go away from Parsons. Um, if he run, if he rushes, he can't cover in the middle of the field, leaving things open. And that to me is the the sort of balance that Dallas has to try to strike. OK, uh, who do you see coming out on top? Three point five is a spread. I would take the Niners. OK. Better, better than a few. Yeah, away. I'm the same. I'm actually. I think. I think the Niners are significantly better than Dallas. I think they'll they'll put a. I'm not saying they're going to write them or, or put anything on them, but I think they'll win comfortably here. Okay. Uh, the final game we will speak about is the Green Bay Packers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Three to four about the Packers. 11-10, the Raiders. One point five spread. Forty four point five is the over under. Oh, sorry, I don't know why there's the mic there. Apologies. Uh, John, we'll start with you. Packers at Raiders. How do you see it? Um, I think, uh, well, to cut the chase, I think, uh, Green Jamar Bay, will... chase. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that Green Bay will win this one, uh, on the road. So I'll take them on the handicap, but there's a few, like, I mean, I think my, my reasoning for that isn't necessarily about Green Bay being a fantastic team or the team that can go on the road and win every game that they play. It's more of an, I'm not really sure about Josh McDaniels and, and the Raiders at the moment. They they just seem to be malfunctioning a little bit. The only thing that gives me a bit of concern is, you know, I'd be curious as to what you guys think about this as well, but about Jordan Love in the sense that he's a, he seems capable of putting together some great passes and, and you know, 
he's definitely has something there, but his completion rate and his completion percentage needs improvement. So it's still not fully functioning. And we all, there's this tendency to think of him as a rookie and compare him to guys like Stroud. And, and I know Purdy's not a, not a rookie, but he's, he's new in the league it's compared to him. But, you know, this guy's been in the league now for, th- for three or four years. Admittedly, he's a backup Darren Rodgers for the longest time. But I'm, I'm wondering how Green Bay are, are satisfied with Jordan Love throughout this part of the season. So uh, I would... That's what I think. But, you know, just in terms of the, the betting on this one, yeah, Green Bay wins this one on the road. Yeah. Mike, are you with us, Mike? Mike has his camera turned off for those of you who are just Do listening I, to oh, us. That was, that was accidental. I don't know what... What's that? Uh, are you eating toast again? Is this because no, you're not to make fun of you eating toast? I'm not. I'm not. I, oh, somehow that got turned off. Somehow. I think my clipboard, my clipboard must have knocked. It's off. still off, by the it's way. Well, while while you're doing this, I want to mention. Well, um, I'm hitting, I'm hitting the start video button, and the video, the camera's lighting up. I think we're going to go. go. Yeah. Uh, oh, while we're going, oh, oh, we're going, and it's gone, it's gone off again. That's well, fun. look, wh- we're nearly at the end. While we were talking about the Raiders, yeah, I, I mean, to mention uh, how Irish the new Raiders guy is, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> yes, he here. Is... Tell us about his brothers. That is what I'm looking for. Where are I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he had a tough game. Um, everybody likes him because of how well he played in preseason. But he had he actually had a, had a tough t- uh, tough game in in difficult circumstances. Obviously, uh, the Chargers were putting pressure on, and Julio Mack got six sacks. But you know, he he actually fumbled the ball one time when he got pushed from behind. It wasn't it was hardly a sack. He just kind of got bumped by I think it was by <laughs> Mack, and and the ball came popping out. And to me, to me, th- there's two reasons to to worry about this game betting wise. One is, is O'Connell actually going to be better in his second start or is that still a big advantage for green Bay? And the second one is Josh Jacobs in the run game did pretty well for the, for the Raiders. Um, And Detroit did really well running the ball against the Packers on Thursday night football last week, but I'm not sure Josh McDaniels actually looks at that and says, okay, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, I'm going to do my game plan, you know, because the Packers, <clears throat> depending on who their offensive line is, are, should be running the ball more, you know, but of course, back out. And I think Jenkins is still going to be out for this game. And so this one's what I, I would just stay away from basically. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Stay away from, um, yeah, so Aiden um, O'Connell, he is the middle child of five brothers. His brothers' names are Sean, Patrick, Liam, and Seamus. So, Kate uh, Lafolcha to all the O'Connells over. In, uh, <laughs> my my niece's two sons are named Shane and Aiden. Well, yeah, well, Aiden, yeah, works. There is we Shane go. Irish? Yeah. I don't know if it is. Um, they think so. I think they think no. it's Sean. You know, but Shane uh, and Sean, Shane and Sean are basically the same name, just you know, different locations. <laughs> Um, best bets I've mine in my head picked out go ahead go ahead go. oh am, am I allowed to go first well you go you're the first. host here and you can do what you like <laughs> I, I don't think, have I don't have one so you better go I first I think there is a bet this weekend in the 6 o'clock games and I think it is the Houston Texans um, oh yeah they are. I think there's a little bit of a sleep going on at CJ Stroud or Stroud. Um, yeah. He looks. <laughs> he looks good. He, he, looks he, very he, good. he does. He looks very good. Atlanta played in Wembley, and they've come back, and they don't have a bye week. Uh, they're at home, mm-hmm. which it, it may not it's affect them that much, but it yeah. might. Um, and Houston are the underdogs. You're getting two and a half points. Maybe that'll go to three. Who knows? And then if they win by field goal, it's a push. So I think Houston Texans are a red alert this weekend, baby. 
Very good. Very good. I'll well, that go. Was, uh, that was as, one as, of the ones I was looking at. As the leader, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to jump in ahead of Mike here, and uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the AFC North once again. I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this uh, Steelers team is really bad, uh, which is kind of a strange one for for a Mike Tomlin team. Um, I have no, I'm not actually sure whether or not Kenny Pickett's going to play, but I'm not really, I don't even really think that. No, matters, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Trubisky game. Is it a Trubisky game? So even better. So I, I the, um, the, the handicap as of yes, as of Tuesday, it was uh, four for, in favor of. Um, it's down to three and a half. It's, yeah. Okay, so it's so I'm I'm still picking uh, the Ravens here on on the handicap. I think they're going to uh, beat the Steelers by substantially more than three and a half points. Okay, all right. Before I get you that those, one, Mike, just, those, just are, actually, those are good, two good ones. Well, on on John's, uh, uh, how many games? Uh, what the percentage rate when the Pittsburgh Steelers were underdogs at home, they've won eighty percent of those games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Tomlin has a history of being like, watch. I mean, he knows the spread; it's everywhere. But yeah. He has a little history of seeing that he's an underdog at home and being like, "Does Mitchell Trubisky? I'm going to win this game." But <laughs> he hasn't had Mitchell Trubisky in said teams. He's usually <laughs> yeah. uh, had Big Ben back in the day. Uh, uh, Mike, long pause. Long, long pause. While Mike is doing that long pause, <laughs> I'd like to remind everyone that uh, we will have an offer on the NFL this weekend. It is uh, bet five pounds uh, on bet builders. Get a free five pound bet. Uh, see the terms and conditions, which you can see in the link of this podcast, or check out the website for all the details. But it's bet five, get five uh, on the NFL this weekend. So very much something to look forward to. Mike, I've given you an extra 30 seconds there while I put I know. Up. The thing that's killing me is I, I want to go under on New England and New Orleans. And okay. last week, under, even though they lost 38-3, under still would have come in on that game. So I'd say, like, don't be stupid. Um, but I do like San Francisco um, against Dallas by more, by more than three and a half. Yeah. So um, I think I'll... Flip a coin, but I don't have a coin. No, you won't flip a coin. You'll just you'll just you'll just say it now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you going for? Which one am I going for? I'm going with uh San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Perfect. I, I like that one. Minus, I like that. Yeah, I, I think three that's, I gotta say, I think that's a good treble that. The only problem I with that think... treble is you gotta wait a couple of days. Like I prefer if the treble was like, <laughs> like you know, I, I, I people prefer understand to, what I, mean. I prefer to avoid the embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> for as long as possible. Um, and that is it um, from us. Uh, just a reminder, of course, to please do gamble responsibly. There is a whole host of safer gambling tools available on the Betfair Sportsbook and the Exchange. Uh, so do check those out and do do please gamble responsibly. Enjoy everything, but do it responsibly. Um, and to my uh, gentlemen here, uh, to Mike Carlson, to John Balfin and myself, Karen O'Connor, we've been with you 100 episodes now. So, uh, guys, here's to 100 more. Indeed. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode of NFL of Only Better. Thanks for watching or listening. We'll talk to you then. Bye for now.